0: the lord be with you and with your a reading from the holy gospel according to st luke the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, how can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called holy, son of God, and behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Mary said, behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: It's a great joy always to preach here, but especially at this 1130 Mass today, because we have with us, celebrating today, our Pastor Emeritus, Father Martin DePores Walsh, who uh, was the, especially for the 1130, he was the one actually who hired Mr. John Renke back in the early 1990s to be the choir director here, initiating this sort of music program that we have now, sort of the coming out of that trajectory. So it's wonderful to have him. Father Martin has recently been reassigned here to San Francisco, so he'll be back with us now for good, and we're very, very thankful and pleased to have Father Martin back with us. Indeed, yeah, it's a great event. A number of years ago, I was waiting to get on one of the Southwest Airlines flights from SFO down to LAX. And of course, Southwest Airlines, what? Choose your own adventure, right? You sit next to whomever. And so we're waiting in the, ch- in the area to board the plane, and the young lady approaches me, and this young lady says, excuse me, are you Catholic? So of course I look down right at the mighty medieval robes that I'm wearing, and with this big rosary on the side, yes, very much Catholic. In fact, I'm a Catholic priest. She said, good. She said, I want to sit next to you on this flight. I've got some questions for you. There's no vacation from vocation, right, Father Vincent? I mean, we always, we're always a priest, no matter what, always on. And so she gets on the flight. She sits next to me, and she begins. She says, my grandmother recently died. I said, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. She said, yes, but I have some questions about this Catholic funeral stuff that you guys do. Okay. She said, her service is going to be on Tuesday, but the day before and the night before, we're going to pray this thing called the rosary and i would like to know i would like to hear more about this rosary thing because i don't know anything about it except for one thing and the one thing i do know about the rosary it is it has absolutely nothing to do whatsoever with sacred scripture i said excellent i'm glad you sat next to me let's talk i don't know whatever happened to that woman but at the end of the flight she was telling me thank you for teaching this way to pray about scripture we need to pray for her maybe one day she'll walk through the doors here But of course brothers and sisters what is the rosary literally all about is the scriptures correct i mean for goodness sake think about even the prayers of the rosary the lord's prayer a direct quotation from scripture the hail mary the first half being a direct quotation from scripture and the second half about praying with mary because why do we do that it's in the bible right if we hear in the second reading today. What did the apostles do? They prayed together with Mary. It's not accidental. It's not accidental. And so, when we think about evangelization, right? We often don't think, I think, about going first to Mary or going to the rosary, right? We often say, "Well, go read the scriptures if somebody doesn't know about the Catholic faith," or "Go and listen to my testimony about what God has done in my life, how Jesus has acted." But what about saying, you should know this thing called the rosary. You should go ask Our Lady for help. Because, brothers and sisters, to go to the rosary is to go to the gospel. Think about it. In the mysteries, what do we celebrate? The very story of our salvation. Starting with those uh, with the joyful mysteries, right? Where we proclaim this great love story. That God would in fact, humble himself so much that he would take on our human flesh and blood. And not only that, in in the luminous mysteries we hear he would humble himself even more. And he would become our food in the Eucharist. Not only that, in the sorrowful mysteries, we hear that he would take all of our sins upon himself and go to bear the ignominious death of the cross for our sakes. And then when he descended into hell, to descend not as a victim, but as the victor. To destroy death once and for all. So that in the glorious mysteries, we see him rise from the dead. And not with that, but to take our human nature and to raise it on high. Literally to put at the side of God. Brothers and sisters, that's good news. And that's the story of our Christian life that is the story and the point of the rosary. So when we evangelize, it must be one of the first and foremost things that we use because all of us, in virtue of our baptism, are called to proclaim the gospel, to proclaim the gospel ever new, especially in a world which is so enlightened in the darkness, a world which is so overcome with sadness and despair, a world of anxiety, yearning for the message of hope that Christianity brings. We must pray then the rosary, We must pray it all the time, pray it every day. Now some people say, wait a minute, Father, that's a lot of prayer. I say, yeah, that's right, but guess what? We're in a mess, right? The world's a sad, dark place. We need to pray all the time, and especially through the rosary, to bring that mystery of salvation close to us. Brothers and sisters, then, we need to preach, and we especially need this full-time preaching of the rosary, and that's what we Dominicans do we preach the rosary because to preach the rosary is to preach Christ and to pray the rosary is to pray with Mary for Christ which of course is what the apostles do in the Bible. Now thanks be to God, God is calling even more and more men and women to become Dominicans today along with our sisters in Ann Arbor and in our sisters in Nashville as well as our brothers on the east coast We Dominicans are now the fastest-growing religious order in the United States. But not only that, when you think of the men of the Dominican order, where are we growing specifically? We're growing in the northeast corner, and we're growing along the west coast. Those are the two most unchurched places in our country, the two most secular areas where God is calling Dominicans again to once more preach the good news to preach the rosary. Now we have forty young men now in formation at our little province here in the west. Our little province of only about a hundred priests and brothers. So thanks be to God it's a great ratio of men in formation. And every year I know we give you these cards where we have um, the student brother spaces on them, all of our seminarian spaces. And if you look at it this year, guess what we've done? We filled up the card. Right? We filled up the card. Thanks be to God, that's great news. We're gonna have to make a new card next year because all the spaces on this side are done. We're gonna have to redesign our envelope. That's a great problem to have. However, what is tricky is funding all of these vocations. I'll tell you why. We get no assistance from the outside at all. We get no assistance from the Archbishop. We get no assistance from any second collections for seminarians. We get no assistance from the Vatican, we get no assistance from anything other than this collection we take up this month, the Rosary Sunday collection. So the Sunday collection, we're taking up a second collection, especially for our seminarians and again throughout this month of October. And it takes a little over fifty thousand dollars, fifty two thousand dollars to form one Dominican for one year. Now, St. Dominic's has always done a lot to support us, right? This is the flagship parish of the Western Dominican province. It's our largest parish and certainly our most active. In 2013, this parish gave a little over $13,000 to this collection. It was good. But last year, you all contributed over $127,000 to the Dominican's collection. That is able to at least sponsor two and a half brothers for the entire year what a blessing however there are only 121 individual households from the thousands that come here to St. Dominic's every Sunday and of course our awesome parish so I want to challenge everybody this week especially to maybe support the Dominicans we have here in formation this year this year we have five Dominicans here in formation right our four novices and brother Luca Maria who's doing his residency year here this year Now, that means if we're going to respond to them all, it's going to come out to about $250,000. You might say, oh, that's a lot, Father. Well, last year, our little parish in Seattle, which is about half the size of St. Dominic's, brought in $250,000. So how much more can St. Dominic's, of course, bring in? And especially if everybody really participate. Everybody participate and be a little bit more generous than normal. Now, two weeks ago, Father Michael encouraged all of us with the Archdiocese, annual appeal. And what do he say? Giving to this is not optional, right? Our Lord encourages us especially to support and especially to support the local church. Well, if giving to the archdiocese is not optional, and don't tell the archbishop I'm going to say this, how much more not optional is giving to the Dominicans, right? Who are going to serve you for the rest of your lives here at St. Dominic's Church. Thank you again for your generosity. To conclude this reflection today, Brother Luca Maria, who is, like I said, one of our seminarians for this year, will come up to give just a little bit about his own testament and also to speak a little bit, tiny more, about this collection. Brothers and sisters, we need to pray the rosary. Pray it every day. And above all, we need to pray it because we need ourselves to become saints.
2: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My name is Brother Luke Maria. And as Father James said, I'm a Dominican student brother living at St. Dominic's this year. I grew up in Florida, went to college at the University of Pennsylvania, and completed medical school at Duke University. While working as a pediatric radiologist, placing a feeding tube in a premature baby smaller than my hand, diagnosing cancer, and helping little kids get better, I felt something was missing. As a doctor of the body, I knew that my efforts would still ultimately end at death. In contrast, the work of a priest, conveying graces through the sacraments, endures for eternal life. Realizing that God could use me to be a part of someone's spiritual healing for eternity, I began to look into priestly formation. I had visited multiple communities while considering religious life, but none seemed like the right fit. In Cleveland, my pastor was a diocesan priest and a third order Dominican. He completed his doctorate at the Angelicum, the Dominican University in Rome, and his thesis advisor was someone you all know, none other than the late auxiliary bishop of San Francisco, Bishop Robert Christian. Knowing some friars of the western Dominican province, my pastor suggested that I visit. The Dominican charism of preaching the truth for the salvation of souls drew me in. And when I arrived, I felt like I was at home. Like Mary at the Annunciation in today's gospel, I trusted in God's providence, and I entered the novitiate here in 2018. I am now in the fourth year of eight years of formation. This year in pastoral ministry at St. Dominic's, I am teaching confirmation classes preparing couples for marriage, and assisting with RCIA. The pandemic may throw a wrench into our plans, but it cannot disrupt God's designs for the future. God still calls faithful men and women to bring souls to Christ. And this hope is what I want to share with you today. Again, as Father James said, the Dominicans are the fastest growing religious order in the United States. And St. Dominic's benefits from having more Dominicans in formation than any other parish in the western province. Having lived at St. Dominic's a few years ago during my novitiate, I have been grateful and continue to be grateful for your generosity in prayer and support of Dominican vocations. I am constantly amazed at how many parishioners pray for the Dominicans, and I know I need all the grace I can get, so please keep those prayers coming. On behalf of all the student brothers and novices, I ask that you please prayerfully consider a gift today. You can help train the next generation of Dominicans, including friars who will serve here at St. Dominic's, preach the truth that the world so desperately seeks. When you give, you help to shape faithful Catholics who can transform the spiritual and intellectual poverty rampant in our culture. The Dominicans do not receive outside financial support, and this year's formation for the five of us here at St. Dominic's comes out to more than a quarter million dollars. During the operatory, immediately after the first collection, the novices and I will be taking up today's second collection for the Rosary Sunday Dominican Student Appeal, which raises funds for the education of Dominican student brothers and novices by supporting graduate studies in philosophy and theology, as well as housing, food, spiritual formation, and health insurance. I encourage you to use the Rosary Sunday envelope in your pew, which also has a website and a QR code for your phone, and tear off the picture page and take it home and pray for us. Again, I thank you for your generosity. Without your prayers and support, I and the Dominicans you see around you would not be here. I have been praying and will continue to pray for you. And in fact, my rosary this morning was for the parishioners of St. Dominic's. During these difficult times, let us hold fast to Christ. Let us join with our Blessed Mother in praying the rosary, proclaiming Christ and his love to a world that urgently needs him.